Blessed one, welcome to Inspiring Word, a life-transforming encounter with the Word of God with Bishop Steve Asari. Bishop Steve Asari is the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, the Way Cathedral. Lighthouse Chapel International is part of the United Denomination, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Steve has a unique teaching gift and ministers powerfully under the anointing. Join us now on Inspiring Word with Bishop Steve O. Asari. Father, thank you for many miracles that are released when we come into your presence. Thank you that today in your presence we receive miracles. And we receive them in Jesus' name. They are happening already in Jesus' name. They are coming to pass in Jesus' name. Whatever is our faith, our word, your promise, and your purpose for us, thank you that it's established as it's released to us in the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody shout a big amen. Somebody shout a louder amen. Beautiful. I'm sharing a short but very, very important message with you this morning, afternoon, on the Word of God. You must grow in your Christian life by studying the word of God. Grow by studying the word. Grow by studying the word. The word of God is the greatest weapon and tool you can have to develop yourself and to grow in him. And um, it has all the power it releases to you as a Christian. And beyond that also, it has the power that is placed in your hand as a Christian. Ephesians chapter 6. Mm. Do you see? Verse 14. Ephesians says 14. Stand therefore, having your loins get about to the truth, and having on the pre- uh, breastplate of righteousness, verse 15, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Look at 17. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Why is this particular piece of the armor, this is what we call uh, the armor of God, put on the whole armor, and it has different 
parts and pieces. We have what is on your feet, your shoes, which is the preparation of the gospel. We have um, your belt, which is truth. Yeah, liars cannot fight spiritual battles. You have to put on a belt called truth. So once you appear and you are a hypocrite, they will defeat you. And um, we have what else? A helmet of salvation and we have a breastplate of righteousness and we have a shield of faith. Then he said the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. I describe it this way. That you see a man standing there. He's putting on his shoes. He has his belt on. He has his shield. He has his helmet. His uh, chest is covered with the breastplate. And he's standing there. The question you ask yourself is, how can this person harm me? Is he coming to boot me with the shoes or hit me with the shield? Which of these things are you fighting with? They are all for your defense. But the only thing that makes you dangerous and the only thing that makes the enemy fear you is the sword you have in your hand. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So a Christian who has the preparation of the gospel because you are a basenta leader, you have to teach, so you prepare to teach. No problem. And teaching is different from having the word for yourself. And you have faith, you have your shield. No problem. And you are saved, you believe in your salvation, your head is covered. No problem. This one is what? Righteous, you don't do any bad things. No problem. But all these things don't defeat the enemy. And it doesn't even make the enemy notice you. You are not dangerous to the enemy. But when you come up and you have your sword, the sword is like modern day gun. If you see somebody who has covered his head and covered his chest and covered his feet, I mean, but if you see somebody with a gun and he's naked or he's just putting on a boxer shirt or whatever, once you see the gun, say, hey, there's danger here. So Christians without God's word in you, you are like a man who is standing there wearing something on his head to protect himself, his head to protect, to protect his head, uh, his feet and everything. But this person is not dangerous. Nobody will be afraid of you. He can, he can harm you. Even if you are a soldier or something, you have put on your uniform, your boots and your everything, you can come and march past. But what we want, is he armed? What does he have? 
Does he have a gun? If he doesn't have a gun, oh, forget about this, this soldier. Your gun in your hand is the word of God in your heart. And the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. In other words, you can only defeat the enemy if you have the word of God. If you don't have the word, you cannot defeat the enemy. Because you have to always remember Jesus. When Satan came to him, don't debate about which form did he come. Did he come as a spirit or as a human being? There's no debate about that. But the, the, the truth is that Satan came. And when he came, the, 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 the weapon that Jesus used was, it is written. Ask your neighbor, do you know anything that is written? Is that what? Ask your neighbor, show me your Bible. Inspect Bibles. Lift up your Bible. Don't show me a phone. What do you mean by that? They have bags without Bible. What Bible is this? Is it a Bible? Let me see. What is it? Good news or uh, King James or what version is it? Revised. Revised Standard Version or Revised Version Standard. Yeah, the man was school. Uh, where, where is your Bible? There's what? Hand cream. Small hairbrush. Makeup bag. Mirror. When Satan comes and you have makeup uh, bag in your bag and uh, hair cream and those. But Bible. He will take notice of you. That's your sword. In Timua, upon some system by heart, or by no, I beg you, if you get into the word and there's word in you, that's your sword. Now you can fight. I tell you, he will respect you. I said, if you see a man holding a gun, they say, hey, this is dangerous. I will see a man wearing helmet. And he has covered his chest. And he has his shoes and there's some dangerous belt. He said, said, all these things, which one are you coming to use against me? But once you see the gun, he's a dangerous person. Yeah, your gun is the word in you. It's not even the Bible you are holding. When you watch uh, some of these movies, then they use the Bible to... uh, The power comes from the Bible to hit somebody... And then fire will come out. Uh-huh. The, the, the guy that I was staying with, his two boys, you open the Bible when they are going to sleep. I don't know which psalm, no, it be more to her. Like, of on some of kind. Okay. Give me three verses from Genesis so that even if you don't have a Bible, we can forget about that. The Bible is in you. Right on. Number one, I'm giving you four important facts about the Bible. Number one, the Bible is God's word to mankind. Wow. The Bible is what? God's word to you. When you hear from the Bible preaching 
or reading the Bible or studying the Bible or anything that is from the Bible. What you must have with your mind is that this one is God's word. Are you with me? Are you still here? It is God's word. It's not a human being. Sometimes we say that um, Paul said this because Paul was the one writing God's word. Uh, This person said this, but Moses said this, but it's not Moses' word. It is God's word. The Bible is God's word for your life. Believe it like that. Then you see the power in it. Second Timothy 3, 16, 17. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. All scripture is profitable. For doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. All scripture is given. So once it's from the Bible, it is given by the inspiration of God. It's God inspired. Another version says that God breathed into it. By the breath of God. The word is the breath of God. So it is not some philosophy that has been written down or somebody's thought that they have been written down or somebody's whatever. It is God's word to you. When you hear the word, it is God's word to you. When you read the Bible, it's God's word to you. When you wake up in the morning and you read your Bible, as you take your Bible to read, it's like God is about to speak to me. Because what I'm reading is God's word. When somebody writes a letter to you, or somebody sends you a message, a WhatsApp message, and you read it, you are reading the person's words to you, the person's voice to you. What a person wants you to know or to have is what they are sending to you. In the same way, when you read the word of God, when you read the Bible, this is God speaking to you as an individual. Don't take it like it's a book and I'm reading some part of it. God's voice is in the book. And what he wants you to know, he's voicing it out to you. So all scripture, every part of it, Old Testament, New Testament, we believe in Old Testament, we believe in New Testament, the word of God. And it is given um, as an inspiration of God. It is profitable for four Number one is that it's profitable for doctrine to give you a system or a body of teachings within you. So when you think, you think from the things that are inside. And the things that are inside of you is the word of God. When you are taking a decision, whatever you are doing, it is coming from the knowledge that is there. Doctrine is the kind of teachings that you have inside of you. And it is also good... um, Profitable for reproof. 
The word of God should reprove you. When you do something wrong, you don't even need somebody to tell you that, look, this thing you have done is wrong. But God's word will tell you that it is wrong. How many have experienced that before? And even before you do, God's word will tell you that, look, this thing you are thinking about to do is wrong. Be careful. It's bad. Only that many times you still go ahead and do. True or not true? Is it true? How many of you, the the word of God told you that this is bad and you still went ahead? Hey. I thought it's only the other service. This service too. He reproves you. He comes to you through your conscience or your subconscious. You don't know how it comes, but you know that this thing is wrong because the spirit through the word is pointing out to you that this thing, it is wrong. Then the other thing that the word of God does, number one, it does what? Doctrine. For doctrine, for reproof, for what? For correction. Corrects you. So, you acted wrongly and then you know from the word this thing is wrong. Next time, I don't have to do it that way anymore. You are corrected. Your bad deeds or your wrong deeds are corrected by the word. The word tells you that this is not the way. And so you change it. And then the last one is what? Instruction in righteousness. It shows you how to live properly. So if you are exposed to the word of God, you are exposing yourself to these four things. You are exposing yourself to teachings, knowing things. You are exposing yourself to the word reproving you and telling you, no, this is not the way. Even if a man says it, you may argue. But with God, you know that God is speaking to you and reproving you. You are also um, being changed by the corrections. Everybody needs corrections. And Many times, a human being may not even be there to correct you, but the word of God can correct you if you allow it to be in you. And then instruction in righteousness. Number two, God's word gives direction for our lives. You show you where to go and how to go and which path you should walk on. In Psalm 9 and verse 105, the word says that thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The word is the lamp to your feet. When you walk like this, before you put your foot down, you know where you are stepping, if you have the word. And a light to what? To your path. Who wants to walk on a path that is dark? Do you know what is there? Do you know what snake you are about to step on? Do you know what hole you are about to fall in? But you need that light. 
So God's word shines the way for you. And you can see clearly as you are going. And God's word guides your feet and you not step in the wrong place. That's what it does. What it means is that if you don't have God's word, you are walking in darkness. Yeah. You are in darkness. And when you are in darkness, there's every kind of evil in the dark. Evil things are happening in the dark. Witches fly in the dark. Is that not so? Yes. That's why when they do street lights, more than the light will go off because the witches don't like the light. Yeah, that's why. I was driving on the interchange one of the nights and it was dark. Then I said, ah, Jaman Bahane. I think for a number of days it's been like that. Yeah. I mean, when there's light, no witch will fly. Snakes are there in the dark. Then he'll bite you too in the spirit. Then you'll be complaining about all kinds of things. But that's what happened. May your light, may the light shine on your path. May you not walk in darkness. May you walk in the light always. Because you have the word of God, your path is lighted. Your way is lighted. Your future is lighted. You are not taking a decision that will land you in the dark and in evil and destroy you. If you have the word of God, your decisions are lighted and they will be correct decisions. Yeah. It guides you. You need guidance. So read the Bible every day because reading the Bible means that you are receiving guidance from God. Number three, the word of God helps to change your thinking and keeps you from the habits of the past. Change your thinking and keep you from the habits of the past. Everybody and son of a Christian in now wabrabo be a Ah, for a lot of people, a normal. For some of us, it was normal to drink and be drunk. I mean, it was okay. There was no problem. For some of us, it was normal to smoke. It was okay. It was our habit. For some of us, we had three or five girlfriends and we were walking around and it was okay. You see, but you need the word of God to be able to break away from this past life. Now that you are a Christian, you must know that girlfriend is not part of your life. Are you listening to me? There's nothing in our church. There's nothing like girlfriend or boyfriend. That's why we call it beloved. You can make fun of it, but will not change it. 
Yes. Beloved means what? It means I like you. You like me. Let's prepare and marry. Let's go and buy cloth and marry. Yes, that's what it means. Yes. So if there is nothing marriage about the relationship, then you are still in your past. You are in the dark. You are walking in the darkness. And there are some people, they come to church. As you are in church, some foolish boy is waiting for you out there. Who wants We a young lady went after church to do one meeting, choir rehearsal, shepherd's meeting. It's because some boy is calling you over there. That's why you don't want to stay and have a meeting. You, you, you think you have your own reason. I'm telling you the reason why you are in a hurry to go is this one. Somebody is waiting over there. And don't think that I'm some madman who is just talking strange things that are not real. We are here preaching and you are getting pregnant. Only that the boys don't get pregnant, so it's not easy to see what they are doing. But the girls, we see it all the time. Because there will be one, or there's another, or there's another. This is very dangerous. Be was so now you share who who be sad. Uben say nkrofo eye close to nipa no na wona ye jitri kakra eh to we wo hin we wo hin e de na ekoso no what the matter okweye we tu kwan ekola badi i mean before you know then it is the thing I don't know why you are laughing about this. It's a very serious thing. That as we are preaching, because word new, the word doesn't get in there. It doesn't work for you. Oh, true. Otherwise, when you are removing your skirt, you'll be reproved. True. You'll be reproved. I mean, the word will come. It's a hey. What am I about to do? You will wear your things and run out immediately. And then they say, What's wrong with you? They say, Asemno, 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 Enunumi. Or at worst, at worst, after that, the word will correct you and you won't go back again. At worst. Yes. But this guy doesn't do anything. You just go and go and go. So, if you are a Christian, you must be able to break away from your old habit. Obia will be. Some of us were stealing. 
Christian, you have to be able to break away from it. But you see them in the church. Obama Betran sorry then collecting handbags. True. I always remember this girl who came to join the choir. When they go on stage, she won't go on stage, then she's searching bags. But the time they come from the stage, now nah, where you were, how were you were then I tell you. In the church. Yes. In the church. Yes, they steal phones in the church. Yes. A couple of weeks back, somebody told me that somebody's phone had been stolen in the church where the word of God is being preached. Yes. If you are here, you are the one who stole the phone. As we are preaching, you should be reproved. And then you do the correction by bringing the phone back. You see a pastor, he said, Look, phone, we are here, but me, they are back. Somebody stole my phone. Not even in Accra, in another town. Yes. Then I was there sometime after I had a call. And I don't know how long. It had been weeks or, I mean, a couple of months. I'm not sure. Because where I was, I was, I was tracking and I could see the phone moving to another town. Yes. From Odan to I think we never. Then the person said, I have this phone. It's your phone. And I can't keep it. I want to bring it to you. Only say, me man assurance that I will not get him arrested. Yeah. I don't know whether the Holy Spirit convicted him at a certain point or whatever. I don't know. And true, he brought the phone. Yeah. I didn't use it again, but I gave it to somebody to use. I'm sure he'll go to heaven. Even if God released spiritual fighters to come and fight him, at least he was able to change from that's something, and I hope that he didn't steal phone anymore. And he was insisting that he didn't steal it. But it was either sold to him or given to him. And he, he can't, I can't keep the phone. I can't keep the phone. I don't know. So ask your neighbor, your old habit. Is, ask your neighbor, tell me one of your old habits. Only one. Only one. And as a person, is it still there or has the word blown it away? Number four. God's word will make you a strong believer. As you feed on the word, you grow in the Lord. Your spirit will grow and you will understand spiritual things. Oh, yes. 
the more you read the word, the more you grow in the spirit, the more you understand spiritual things. Is the word. Oh, there are some people who say, me, what I like is prayer. As for reading the Bible, I, I don't like that, so I can't do it, but I can pray. Well, your prayer is based on what? Your prayer can only be based on the word of God. If you pray, pray, pray without Bible, what are you standing on? What word are you using? Yeah. But you get stronger. Acts 20, 32. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. The word does what? The word does what? Build you up. Mm. And to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. We will see babies that are, don't eat. Children who don't eat. It's a problem for their parents. Is that not so? And they try to force them. Because they know that if they don't eat the food, they can't grow well. They cannot be built up. Today I am trying to force spiritual babies. Where are the spiritual babies? Yes. I'm forcing you to eat. I went to my neighbor's house some time ago. He had this boy, his son. And he's sitting down with food. Nice looking food. And then there was a cane on the dining table. So I asked her, what is the cane for? Then so he doesn't like food. So the cane is ready. We'll whip him if he doesn't eat. I was shocked. I was shocked. Because, I mean, growing up, I have never needed a cane. Or even motivation. <laughs> I tell you. Ah! There's food. And there's skin. I don't need motivation. Me yes, over my encouragement we about the food. Say, oh, Dika cracker hunde. I didn't answer me. Oh yes, food was never enough. I tell Fabi come me dia mouse this at that time. Would the cane about a menia? Me diwe ya chekra. So then I told them that oh, I don't think you should whip. He's not hungry. <laughs> if you are hungry, you will not need cane to eat. So then why worry him? He's not hungry. The day he's he's not. I mean, he's hungry. He will eat. If he doesn't eat, it means he's not hungry. Then, but, you see, I didn't even think of the fact that, yeah, they are trying to protect the health of the boy. Yes. So today I'm here to protect your health. What will make Bible on your own say, who can, hey, that you be who say, who can come Bible, no. A bear say, some lion has come out of Accra Zoo and has entered your room. Shame the devil, eh? I said shame the devil. By being somebody who likes the Bible, reading the Bible, studying the Bible. 
What are you doing? I'm reading my Bible. Wow. This is what we'll see about you from today. I said this is what we'll see about you from today. That you are a lover of the word of God. You read the word. You study the word. You open it. Why do I say Bible in church? The fact that what Basoria wouldn't need Bible now. And your sign say, won't kind Bible. Don't tell me your Bible is on your phone. Be serious. Let's be serious here. Let's be serious. What can James call an text? All through and around. James and Freo. Then six o'clock. Walk off a phone, no. Dear now is your phone. So any James and that's what texting me and uh on text say then okay, any many quiet time on my phone. If James says hi, just hi, or better text say hi, but text no base room. Is that not the end of your quiet time? Ah uh-uh. ah. That's the end of your quiet time. So if, look, you, you deceive yourself, you are a hypocrite. If you say, my Bible is on my phone, my phone is on my Bible. Yes, my phone is on my Bible and I'm reading phone on the Bible. You are a hypocrite. Yes. say Bible, no be your phone. Catch and say, we need a preacher. Yes, we are hypocrite. We are hypocrite. Yeah, that's you. Hypocrite. Yes. So, what have we talked about? Four reasons why the facts about the Bible. Number one is what? It's what? It is God's word. Don't say mankind. Say God's word to me. Yes. So, when you look, who be a Bible? What do in all your heart, everything. text to you, and you are reading it. How, is it not like my voice is talking to you? So when you open God's word, you see God is talking to me. That's when you don't want to have James's uh, this thing, uh, text message and things coming to confuse God's word. Number two is what? Is what? It brings direction. Yes, light. Yes, for my life. Direction to my life. It will direct you to take the right decisions, go to the right places. And do the right thing. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Next one is what? Your thinking. Your what? Thinking and keeps us from the bad habits of the past. Changes your thinking, keeps you from the bad habits of the past. Is that not so? As a young person, before you got born again, when you see a nice lady, the only thing you think about is how to rob this lady. But now that you are born again, when you see the person, I mean, at, at where she said, this nice lady is going to hell. 
But maybe you are not the one to witness to her even. Because you are guarding yourself against certain problems. Is that not so? Yes. Then number four is what? Make you strong as a believer. Three things you must do with the word of God. Number one, desire the word. Like it. Want it. Look for it. 1 Peter 2.2 2. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. Say it with me. First Peter, let me hear you. Say it again. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. Desire it. Want it. You want to hear the word. You want to play the message. You want to hear the Bible. You want to read the Bible. This whole day, I haven't read my Bible. There's a problem. Desire it. In Job 23, 12, Job said, Job 23, 12, Job 23, 12, Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Wow. You can take this with you today. I have esteemed the word of his mouth more than my necessary food. I have esteemed the word of his mouth more than my necessary food. In other words, I love to have the word rather than to eat. So those of us, when you wake up, you are scrambling for food. When you wake up, you should scramble for the word of God. It's more important. Joe said that the word is more important to me than food. It's better for me to have the word of God than to have food to eat. Yes, I esteem it more. Number two, what must I do with the word of God? Number two, you must have a daily quiet time to read the Bible. Have a daily quiet time. When you have your quiet time, you read the Bible. Is that not so? Joshua 1, 8, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Today, the scriptures, a lot of the scriptures I'm giving you are scriptures you are supposed to know, basic scriptures for a Christian. Is that not so? Do you know Joshua 1, 8? You know. Okay, then read it. 1, 2. Joshua 1, 8. Read it loud. Uh-huh. Meditate therein. Day and night. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. And then thou shalt have good success. Day and night. The Bible is day and night. You read it in the morning. You read it in the afternoon. You read it in the evening. But at least don't miss reading your Bible. Never miss reading your Bible. The day you miss it and you didn't read your Bible, it's as something has gone wrong today in your life. 
Because you esteem the word more than your necessary food. Mm. Have you heard no Bible, no breakfast? This is something you have heard before. Make it your personal policy. Write it down somewhere. Write it. Write it. Those who don't have notebook, write it. My personal policy today, from today, then write in capitals. No Bible, no breakfast. Then put Job 23, 12. Is it 23? Yes, Job 23, 12. No Bible, no Bible, no breakfast. Job 23, 12. Then sign. Put your signature there. And put today's date under the signature. 22nd September 2023. Personal resolution. I'm very serious. Yes. Sign. Even if you are writing on your iPad, sign. You can sign. Yes. There's an app called DocuSign. Go for that app. And use it to sign your personal resolution. No Bible, no word. Breakfast into when Niso na and a Sunday or child. Sorry, I'm now did you without Bible. Adrianini Chokua is not my fault. Yes, because you are not supposed to eat. Quiet time is a regular daily time you keep with the Lord. It is a personal, unhurried time in Bible reading and praying. Quiet time is a time that God communicates with you through his word and prayer. I said no Bible, no breakfast. Ube ye quiet time and son wedidi. Can amen kesye. Can amen kesye. What do you do with the word number three? Be determined to be a doer of the word. Be determined to be a doer of the word. As a Christian, you must fully obey every aspect of the word of God. You must change your life in accordance to whatever the Bible says. So don't just hear it. Do it. James 1, 22 to 25. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. Deceiving yourselves. 23. For if any, if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. That's in a mirror. You see yourself in the mirror. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Why do you look into the mirror? To see whether your hair is properly done. You look into the mirror. You see that the hair, instead of going this way, it has crossed like that. Then you just turn away. It's like, I'll do it or something. As you move one to, you have forgotten how your hair is like. And you go to town. Are you not like a mad person? So anybody who hears the word and doesn't do it. This is how the Bible describes you. If you say this person is mad, think about yours. 
ye preachi about quiet time. Who sorry no one near quiet time now? You are the one the Bible is talking about in James 1 22, 23, 24, 25. It's there. You have been taught about tithing. If you hear the word of God and you still not give tithe and do it, you are the one the Bible is talking about in this place. Oh, yes. You think it's somebody else? No, he's talking about you. You see yourself when you read the Bible or when the word is preached. As soon as you step out of the church, you have forgotten about how you look like. But in the church, you saw that, look, me too simple. Me near quiet time. Me read the Bible. Bible cry me nibi. Eh, be out here. Why you are doing after church? We will call bookshop. Are there Bibles there? Nema kope Bible ho akufie. But ya pun ya uko dik. Eh, friend say kokwa ya chia na bibi. We read Bible now, person. I was a autumn. You are like this person here. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Verse 25. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he be not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This man shall be blessed in his deed. Not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. The word brings work. When you read the word or you hear the word, there's some work you have to do. Are you listening? There's a work you have to do in response to the word. The person who is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, who does what has to be done in accordance with what he has said, the Bible says that he, this person, will be blessed in his deed. Yes. So the blessing is connected to the doing of the word, not the hearing of the word. If you hear and you forget about it, there's no blessing in it. But if you hear and you do it, that's how you are blessed. Because if your life changes, you become a different person. If you hear word about evangelism you believe and you are doing it you have heard word about your boyfriend in town that I was talking about or even in church you are not planning to marry or anything just boyfriend we make ourselves happy you will do something about it and you will be blessed by doing but if you have heard you won't do anything then if it's not a blessing it's the opposite of a blessing that is coming Oh, yeah. The doer of the work is a blessed person. So, ladies and gentlemen, for you to grow up as a strong Christian, you must be somebody who loves the Bible, somebody who reads the Bible, somebody who studies the Bible, somebody who listens to the preaching of the word, because the preaching of the word is around us. It's on podcasts. It's on YouTube. It's everywhere. It's on Facebook. But when you go, you know the things you are going to look for. It's never the word of God. That's why you are missing your blessing. But if you go there and you go for the word of God, you are opening doors for your own blessing. And remember also your victory. 
how to conquer is in the word. Take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Without the word of God, you are a soldier without a sword, without a gun. You don't have any offensive power. You are just there to defend yourself. But you know what is said? That if you defend, you lose. Defenders are losers. Are you still here? When you make the word of God the paramount and the key thing in your life, you will have victories upon victories upon victories upon victories upon victories. Your victories are delayed because the word is not there. I tell you, you may pray, but if your prayer is based on the word, you are using this scripture that God has said this, so I am standing on it to make a claim for ABC. Oh, you are entering direct into the realm of the spirit. They will hear you in the spirit. They will know that the claim you are making is a legitimate claim and it's a strong claim. And they cannot say no. But if you just come and just what you think you are praying, just what you think. That's why your prayer is also not effective. The word is the central theme of your Christianity. If there is one thing that will make you stand as a Christian, I tell you that is the word of God. Oh, yes. It's the word of God. It's the word of God. Other things are important. But if you do everything else without the word, you are not on course. You are on a wrong course. (laughs) Point number, this is that the word will do what? It will guide you. Show you what to do. So if you are doing other things and you are not prayerfully reading, studying, meditating on the word, then it's likely that you are on the wrong path already. This book, this book, this book, this book, this book book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Every day, morning, afternoon, evening, wherever, when you are there, the, 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 the word that you read already, it will come into your mind and your spirit. And you'll be thinking about it. That's meditation. Meditation is thinking about the word. What you have read, what is inside. If it is inside... It will come out. When there's an issue, the word relating to that issue, it will come. Somebody comes to you and asks you a question or wants counsel from you, the word relating to that issue, it will come. Sometimes you, are, you don't even know it is there, but it's really there. Yes. When it's needed, it will come. Day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. So it's not just loving the word and meditating, but do everything that is written. This is also similar to verse 25, I tell you. If you do all that is written in in there, then what will happen to you? Then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have Good success. Your prosperity and your success, it depends on knowing the word and doing the word. Rise up.
put your hand on your chest like this and pray for yourself that you have from today. The love for the word of God shall be very strong and active in you. You will never leave your Bible alone. When you hear the preaching of the word, you come alive. Come alive by the preaching. Lift up your voice. Just pray for yourself. Look, Satan is happy that you don't read your Bible. Satan is happy that you don't have your quiet time. Satan is happy that there's no word in you. Satan is happy that you're a dry Christian. Yes, because he's able to overcome you. But I see somebody picking up their sword. You are taking your sword now. And you are now beginning to make war. You are beginning to fight. The fight that you have to fight. You are beginning to face and meet the people you have to meet. In the realm of the spirit. Now they will notice you. Because they see that one has come. Who is filled with that word of God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Let there be a hunger, Lord. And a desire for the word in everyone. Let there be a hunger and a desire for the word. A hunger and a desire for the word. Wherein lies our victory, our prosperity, our success, and our blessing. Make us doers of the word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Close your eyes. Now you are in church, you are not born again. You want, to, you want to say that, Pastor, pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be born again. I want Jesus to write my name in the book of life. Close your eyes. You are here like that. God bless you. Father, let every person desiring eternal life. Obtain it today in Jesus name. This prayer with me. Say Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Say it loud. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my sins. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Come into my heart today. Come into my heart today. Write my name. Write my name. In the book of life. In the book of life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For dying for me. For dying for me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For saving me for today. Saving me today. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you for listening. We invite you to join us this Sunday. Our Doxa service is at 7.45 a.m. and Victory service at 10 a.m. Our Victory prayer service is on Saturdays at 6 a.m. Like and subscribe to Bishop Steve Asari-DHMM on Facebook and YouTube and Lighthouse Chapel International-HQ. May God bless you and protect you. Angels cry, singing home.